It's that time again. It's time for another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. How's it going? We're back. We are back. We are From back with uh, episode five. Episode five of season two. And uh, this one's a fun one. We uh, have been dealing with uh, some, I guess, semi-serious ones lately. We got uh, Nuclear Power Plant. We got Bart getting an F. We got Homer growing some hair. That's not really that serious, though. Hair loss is very serious. Coming from a man who (laughs) probably will never get hair loss. Yeah, probably. If I don't, maybe if I keep wearing hats often, I might. Yeah, we won't. We won't talk about that. Uh Uh-huh. I see. All right. So uh, season two, episode five is called Dancing Homer. Sure is. You know, it's funny. I was like looking at that title and I'm like, that doesn't seem very original. I don't know. It's like the last, the, I mean, okay. So to be Bart fair, gets I guess, an F is, Bart is original. <laughs> yeah. That's but original. At least, but at least like season one had some pretty good titles. And then the very, that's true. The, you know, episode four, two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fifth. That's pretty good. That's a yeah. good time. Dancing Homer. I wonder what this episode's about. Uh, I'm going to go with Homer dancing. Yeah. Should I read? Should I read the recap, or as you put it, synopsis? Uh, no, you're the one that wrote synopsis. Right, I'm getting fancy with this. <laughs> We're doing uh, a synopsis. Well, first of all, this originally aired on November eighth, nineteen ninety. So we're getting we're getting into the winter stuff. Yep, and it's a good thing we're going to talk about baseball at the tail end of a baseball season. Very. So tail the Simpsons, end. I don't think, really kept. I don't think uh, the Simpsons kept up with seasons like no. uh, outdoor seasons. And there's there. only a few. I mean, they did do the Super Bowl episode season. I don't know, fifteen, I think, but they don't do a lot of sports-related episodes. I think they no. do one like every season, maybe two every season. But this one, this is the very first. We'll get to a very first uh, sports-related episode episode um so synopsis is homer's <laughs> homer's success at as a mascot of a minor league ball club earns him a shot at the majors and we'll talk about this when we get into the the episode but i don't think mascots go up and down levels like every team has their mascot they, they stay there well i think it was well i mean we'll get to it but it was more of giving the actual mascot a break during an inning that's true and and we they wanted to see how homer could do so the chalkboard gag i will not trade pants with others i will trade pants with others i don't know i I mean if they're my size and i like the pants and we want to you know see how other jeans or you know look on me i might ask if i could try them on not in the same room i'd be like no 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 no, no. you you, you go to the bathroom and change yeah pass them underneath the stall but I feel like of all the things Bart has been writing on the chalkboard, this is like, I I think they just got, this week they had to be like, Bart did nothing wrong. They had to find something. Bart, did you change pants with Millhouse? Write that on the chalkboard. I mean, maybe he wanted to trade pants with like a female student and they're like, no, Bart, that's wrong. You don't trade with female maybe. students. I don't know. I feel like this is a piss poor attempt at a chalkboard uh, gag. At a chalkboard gag. Or yeah, just, it's not the greatest. It's not their strongest. Go I mean, back to the funny. go back to the chalkboard. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> time to go back to the chalkboard. But I mean, I, I, I mean, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. I think changing pants with other people might be funny. I don't necessarily think it's a uh, detention really. offense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is a. I guess I I called it a flashback episode, but it's more of a storytelling episode. Are, are you skipping something or couch oh the couch gag? gag? Let's talk about yeah. the couch gag. Simpsons sit on the couch without Maggie, and she then crawls out of Marge's hair. So there's nothing wrong with the couch this week. Uh, Maggie likes to hide in Marge's hair. Apparently, I mean though. it's a lot of hair. She Marge has a lot of hair, and it's very tall hair. So it's not surprising that a baby could fit in it, but I don't think hair is sturdy enough to support a baby. Probably not. I mean, we do see Marge store a cash jar in her hair, and in a future episode, we see her stick a check in her hair. She keeps things in her hair. She's pulled a lot of stuff out of her hair over the years, so why not, Maggie? We'll have to keep, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. We'll, we'll keep, we'll see how many things Marge pulls out of her hair. Yes. And maybe that episode when she actually legitimately pulls out her hair. Yes. <laughs> All right. So back to the episode, uh, flashback episode, like I mentioned, but not really a flashback, more of a storytelling episode. Storytelling. Storytelling. Yes. So Homer's sitting at the bar telling the story of how he went to Capital City. And as we see... Mo no longer has a pink apron. It is now his standard bluish gray. Yeah, I'd say. I, I forget gray. what the color is. I. It's more of a blue. Okay, I'm not colorblind. I just it's a- animation, and also the bar doesn't have the swinging doors anymore, like the cowboy saloons. Yep, it's just a normal door you'd enter in a bar. So they're sitting there and they're egging Homer on to tell the story, and Homer goes. There's only one thing worse than being a loser. It's being one of those guys who sits at a bar telling the story of how he became a loser. And I never want that to happen to me. And then Barney asks nicely and Homer proceeds to do it. And to be fair, it's a, I mean, maybe back in the 1990s, this wasn't a a huge trope telling somebody to do something and say, no, I'm not going to do it. And then they proceed to do the thing. Stop it. (laughs) Just do the thing. Don't say you're not going to do the thing and do the thing. Just do the, to say, yeah, I'll do the thing and do the thing. Yep. All right. So they had the story begins with them going to uh, nuclear plant employee night. Um, <laughs> That's not the full name. No, the spring. Oh, okay. What is it? Nuclear uh, plant employee spouses and no more than three children night. Right. Yes. Which and- <laughs> I think they did because the Simpsons have three kids. Yeah, no one else in... Okay, until... To be fair, until uh, Apu has his octuplets, I really don't think any family that we've seen in the Springfield universe has more than three kids. I'm pretty sure every family has two or zero. Two, zero to two. And the the Simpsons are the only one that have three. Yep. So that's that's probably what they... They probably took a census. They found out the, the, the family that has the most number of kids... Yep. And they capped it at that. So yeah. now when now when Apu wants to go to the <laughs> nuclear plant employee spouses and no more than three children night, they you can only bring three children. Three. Yep. It was foreshadowing. No, yes. <laughs> they probably did not know Apu was going to have eight kids. No. So uh, they get to the ballpark by Otto's bus driving 
And I'm pretty sure Otto did something bad because you hear sirens in the background and he's like, oh, I think we uh, outran them. Oh, and we're at the ballpark. Perfect. What were you doing? Speeding. I don't know. I mean, it's Otto. He does stupid things while he drives the bus, man. He could have been uh, singing music into his microphone or doing drugs because we all know he likes to toke up a little bit. A little bit. But so the stadium that they go to is the Springfield War Memorial Stadium. Was there a war there in Springfield that we are unaware about right now? The only war that I could think about is what we learn in the future over the lemon tree with Shelbyville. But that was on a, the lemon tree was on a hill. Yeah, they have battles on hills. Yeah, but the stadium isn't on the lemon tree hill. Well, no, but Target Field isn't at a Target. Okay, but Target Field is named after Target. Yeah, so they got the naming warmer. rights. Yeah, that's, how, that's how baseball, that's how stadiums work. A company buys the naming rights. Yeah, but the Springfield War Memorial Stadium was based on, it's a war memorial. To Springfield? They have a yeah. Springfield War? War over Springfield? Maybe. We don't know what Jebediah was up to. We don't know his whole history. You're right. We don't. There could have been a civil war in Springfield that we don't know about. That we'll never learn about. Because I'm exactly. pretty sure they don't ever talk about it. It's yeah. one of, it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. Exactly. It's such a bad war that we'll, we'll name a stadium after it, but that's that's it. We're, uh, we'll memorialize the war by naming a stadium. Exactly. Okay, so as they walk into the stadium, we learn apparently Lisa likes baseball. It's America's pastime, dude. Everybody loves baseball. Okay, that's not true anymore. But back in the nineties, a lot of people loved baseball. And I mean, she. I mean, she really went on like the the chalk lines, the smells, the atmosphere, and Homer was like the beer. Because <laughs> who doesn't like beer at baseball? And as we learn, uh, you can buy a 72-ounce beer. Yeah, where? how come the brewers don't have that? I feel like if any stadium in North America was going to have the 72-ounce beer, it would be the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm pretty sure there's probably laws on how much you can serve to a person out of a single glass for a beer. But, but look at it. So what's the average size of a beer at a baseball 16 like ounces 16 or 20 20 maybe the large the very the bigger cups on average i'm gonna go 16 because the math works better okay so okay so the maximum number of beers you can buy at a at a time is two, two. yeah so then you're put then you're at 32 ounces yeah. so you're only about a little less than halfway to the seven you can get four and a half beers yeah how many people don't drink four and a half beers when they're at a baseball game i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean one, i maybe two? get to about th- i get to about three sometimes but the people who do drink oh yeah beers, no they drink an obsess excess not abscess they, so. they might as they might as well give them a 72 although i feel like the beer would get warm by the time you got to the bottom of that uh, i think it'd be warm by the time you get maybe a quarter of the way through that and in but here's the funny thing in the picture of when Homer's actually holding the 72 ounce beer, yeah. he's holding it with one hand. I don't think it's that's like holding a tub of popcorn. <laughs> Maybe there's a handle with on it. one hand. No, but nope, when no they're sitting, no, but when Burns and Homer are sitting there, they're holding it with two hands. 
No, no, no. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Oh. They're holding their beers with one hand with their arms around each other. That's true. So, I grip strength, maybe? I don't know. Burns grip strength? I don't think so. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so we learned Homer likes to make an ass of himself at a baseball game. He sure does. I mean, there's all, there's sure always those kind of people at sporting events who like to be obnoxious and ruin the experience for everybody else. Yep. So Bart uh, wants to get a baseball player signed by, I'm guessing, a, his, uh, a hero of his, a baseball hero of his. He won't sign the ball for him, which, as we learn by growing up, baseball players yep. typically don't care and they won't sign crap for you. So depends will. on the player. Yep. But this, this baseball player would not do it. But when uh, he goes back to his seat and Marge is like, what's wrong, honey? He's like, oh, he wouldn't sign my baseball for me. And she's like, well, I'll see about that. And so she brings the ball down there and, you know, they're kind of making kissy faces at, at Marge. Yep. Cause, uh, you know, it's a woman and baseball players like hitting on the female fans. Yeah. And she goes back to the seat and the auto- ball's autographed, but it's not really autographed like you would normally see a baseball player autograph no. a ball. It's like, meet me at this hotel room. <laughs> or it was, uh, hmm, Springfield Cozy cozy Court Motel, room 26. How about it? Flash. And Homer's like, hey, my wife got hit on by a baseball player. I mean, that's something to cheer about, right? Maybe I do like, no, so before they get to their seats, they have to go by Burns and Smithers and Smithers again, doesn't know who they are. Now, granted Smithers has like an, a pile of index cards for like probably all the employees that are there, but with the amount of times that Burns has interacted with the Simpsons, you would think he would know who Homer is. And I like how it was, uh, there was no baby on the car, like Maggie, or it was expecting. Uh, exactly. The card said expecting. Like, like Maggie's oh, got to be a year old. Yet. Like, how do you not update that card? Well, she was was or wasn't at the company picnic. She was at the company picket pick picnic. Okay, and they had they had the cards then. Yeah, they had the remember they had they had the cards. Was she not on the cards during that episode? I thought she was. That's what I'm wondering. So, do they have like? A completely different set of <laughs> cards for every event. Maybe. Oh, here it is. So, yes. So, here it is. Yep. Simpson, Homer, Marge, wife, Lisa, daughter, Bart, son, Maggie, baby. Yeah. There was a, the on the card at the party. Maggie was on that card. So, do, are, do, do they have a special Rolodex of cards for <laughs> events versus, but that was technically an event. It was yeah. a company picnic. Okay, Simpsons, we're on to you and your non, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Linear continuity. 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 They have cards. Maggie is updated on, on the card on a previous episode. So I yeah. call shenanigans. I call shenanigans. shenanigans. I call shenanigans. Okay. Um, so then Homer gets up on the Jumbotron with his fly down and Marge. This is awesome. This is so 90s. Marge leans over and is like, Homer, XYZ examine my zipper oh and then everyone starts (laughs) laughing at him god i haven't heard that i haven't heard xyz in a very long time i know that was so classic that was classic 90s humor right i don't i don't think i've ever heard a kid say that or that uttered since maybe high school oh for sure yeah high school probably 
So that's that's hilarious. I like it. So, so then oh, Burns, uh, so they drive out Burns to throw out the first pitch because, you know, it's nuclear power plant night and he throws the ball maybe a couple of feet and Bart yells out, you throw like my sister. And Lisa goes, yeah, you throw like me. So Lisa likes baseball, but she can't throw one. Yes. But also everybody laughs at Burns because he can't throw a ball. I do like the fact that Lisa is willing to take knocks at herself. Yes. You know, it's it. I love how they decided for Bart to say, you throw like my sister instead of you throw like a girl. Yes. Like, I, I really, I, I don't know if that was just a writing thing. They're like, you know what? It's funnier if Bart says Lisa or if it's more PC to say, you know, instead of saying you throw like a girl and, you know, making fun of all the girls saying, yeah. oh, you throw like my sister. Okay. I'm just singling out one girl as opposed yes. to all of them. I think, I think they chose sister for that very specific line that Lisa's like, yeah, you throw like me. Yep. And I think it's a lot funnier that way. One of the funniest parts of the episode, Bleeding Gums Mur- Murphy uh, comes out to sing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. The national anthem starts at 7.30 p.m. Yep. And ends abruptly at 7.56 p.m. I'm going to say this much. I would have left the stadium. <laughs> I would have been like, you know what? There's pro- there's too many singers out there that extend the national anthem farther than it needs to go time-wise. Sing the goddamn song get it over with and let me enjoy my sporting event that I'm attending that I paid money to go see. Stop trying to make this big theatrical thing. Sing the song. Well, who knows in the future, it might not even be sung anymore. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. Nope. That's a different, different story. But so I honestly, I I know they're making fun of people that do take extra time to sing the national anthem. Obviously no one sings it for 26 minutes. No, but What's funny about this is this reminds me of the movie Mystery Alaska when they got Lionel Richie to sing the national anthem because they knew he would take forever to sing it because the guy was like, here, do this because, you know, it's cold in Alaska. And and then all the New York Rangers are like getting all freezing cold and like shuffling (laughs) in back and forth between the the uh, uh, clubhouse or whatever they used for their clubhouse out there and the everyone else is all you know war you know it's alaska they're used to the cold weather but it's it's really funny to see something i don't i don't know i can't speak to if this was the simpsons did it like they started this (laughs) this trend in movies and pop culture but i feel like they did i mean this is we're talking 90s here i don't know if they pulled this type of uh joke off in other movies or tv shows prior to the simpsons doing it i can't tell you but I know it's been done in future episodes past this episode in other yeah. TV shows. So once again, I'm going to go with the Simpsons did it. Simpsons always do it. Uh, Simpsons Le- always do it. Uh, Lisa is the only one still awake at the end of the 26 minutes. Because she loves Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah, it's her idol. She's going exactly. to she's gonna sit there and smile and, you know, support her, her hero. So now we get the first mention of Shelbyville. Yeah. The neighboring town to Springfield. Um, and the team name is the Shelbyville Shelbyvillians. So. <laughs> well, um, well, they are at the Springfield War Memorial Stadium and they don't like Shelbyville. But why would you name your team the Shelbyvillians? Because why Why would you name the, the Washington team the Washington football team? Because, because the original team was racist or the original exactly. name team was racist? Exactly. They didn't want to try to 
come up with a name that's racist. They're like, you know what? We're just, we're going this route. We're, <laughs> we're not going to be controversial with our name. The Shelbyville Shelbyvillians. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the Isotopes were on a 26 game losing streak. And that was a, that was a record. Mind you, the for the isotopes for the isotopes. Uh, I didn't look it up, and I probably should have to see what the longest losing streak in baseball is, at least the major league level. And I'm pretty sure it's in the twenties. Yeah, because sure. I know there's, I know there was a baseball team back in the mid nineties that started the season like zero for twenty two. So I'm pretty sure the losing the longest losing streak in Major League Baseball is 20 plus games. Yeah, I'm sure it's got to be. I mean, I know the Mariners back. So here we go. Longest uh, losing streak in MLB history. We got uh, the 1961 Philadelphia Phillies at 23 games. Oh, all right. So the Springfield Isotopes uh, worse than the 61 Phillies. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Granted, the isotopes are like a minor league team. Yes, but, but let's see here. Minor. Minor league baseball. Let's oh see my here. God. Nope. There's nothing on Google about that. I was going to say there probably league. wouldn't be. So moving on, uh, a beer costs $2.50. I want to go to Springfield. Right? I, I want to go to a baseball game in Springfield. I'm pretty sure the cheapest beer I've ever bought at a sporting event in the last five years, probably like seven bucks. Yeah, I, that's about right. I mean, obviously the more craft beer that you get, the higher price it's going to be. Or if you get a beer that's not made in your state, the higher price it's going to be. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like Bud Light is going to be like four bucks. I do know for uh, hockey, but Wisconsin, games, but Wisconsin is cheaper. I'll tell you this from going to Min- the Minnesota games. Yeah, it is cheap. Wisconsin beer at Miller Park is cheaper than Target Field. I, I know I, that. I can see that. Well, I know for gambler games they do dollar hot dog, dollar beer night, but the beer is Bud Light, so I I would rather spend more money and buy water. Yeah. So I mean, even at the even at the St. Paul Saints, a beer is still like five, six bucks. Yeah, the Timber Rattlers. Yeah, Timber Rattlers beer is about six bucks. But that's also remember that's also the two thousand twenties or you know tens, the the twenty tens. There you go. You know, I mean, maybe in the nineties it was that cheap. Uh, We could ask our parents. Yeah, well, we're, we'll get back to you on that. We'll, we'll uh, put a special note on Facebook about beer prices in the 90s. In the and 90s. if you know, send us, send us a tweet or an Instagram message. Yes. Burns is finally coming down to his seats. And uh, unfortunately, Homer gets the short straw and has to sit uh, next to Homer. Burns, Burns yeah. and Homer have to sit next to each other. I do and like Homer's, how Smithers uh, pulls out like a duster, like an ump- a home plate umpire and like, dust off Burns's seat like it's dirty yep. or something like you're at a you're at a baseball game and oh yeah you should uh <laughs> should expect should definitely now are, isn't there like a later episode of the simpsons with the isotopes where they have box seats or am they i do, thinking, yeah okay yep and so i do like so but burns wanted whole... to be with the the employees to feel more like a 
you know, common man. And he didn't. He wanted an aisle seat. He yes, but he wanted an aisle seat. He didn't want to be squeezed between everyone. But see, this is where Homer is like Marge. This tific ticket doesn't give me a just give me a seat. It also gives me the right no the duty to make a complete ass of myself. <laughs> and now Homer is not allowed to make a complete ass of himself. But lo and behold, you get a beer in Burns. He's ready to, you know, make fun of pitchers and yell at the umpire and do all the things that Homer wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I will say I've actually had this experience. I had gotten tickets to a Badgers hockey game and I had gone with a friend of mine and my tickets or right next to my boss and his son. And I was just like, because I love going to sporting events. I love to, you know, chant and be obnoxious and loud, especially when I'm with my friends. And here I am sitting next to my boss and I'm like, I can't say the things that I normally say or do the things that I normally do. He only, he only stayed for two periods because it was a hockey game. But I was just like, oh, I can't. Be the normal sports fan that I normally am. Yep. And we didn't and share so, a beer together. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> and laugh and have fun. But yes. I do like how Homer and Burns um, are the only people in the stands that do the wave. Uh, the wave is the worst thing ever created. And I'm going to play in the yeah. Simpsons. Oh, I don't think they started it. Probably not. This but... one. This one, I don't think they did. But I do like how no one in the stadium was doing it except for. Because those people at the stadium were smart and didn't do a terrible action. Yeah, I do like, so Burns, here's a couple, I just wanted to to throw this in here. So a couple chants by Burns, the hitters off his rocker, kissing Betty Crocker. Yeah. And I do, I like, that just says how old he is. Oh, yeah. And Homer's like, good one, sir. And then Burns like, oh, well, I used to rile the late, great Connie Connie Mack with that one at Old (laughs) Shib Park. (laughs) <laughs> and then Homer's like, little baby batter, can't control his bladder. And Burns like, oh, I like it. A little crude, it's but I like crude, it. Crude, but I like it. So and he's like, what do you say we freshen up our little drinky poos? And Homer's like, yeah. don't mind if I do. Dude. And then Burns like, well, Simpsy, you up for another wave? And then that's when they uh, do a two-man wave. Yeah. I just thought that was, I mean, it's just really funny that they're bonding and being drunk. So then the, then the topes are about to lose again because... To make it 27 and Homer tries to pump up the crowd. Yep. Um, so he jumps up on the uh, dugout. They, I think that's where they were kind of like above, above the dugout. Yeah. Homer's like, as I got up in front of them, I felt an intoxicating, uh, felt an intoxication that had nothing to do with alcohol. It was like intoxication of being a public spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And so we pumped the crowd up and got them riled and the Topes win. The Topes win. I think it was a great, I think it was a grand slam. Maybe. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but then, so before, so as Homer's trying to pump up the crowd, Helen, the organist, which we learned she's the organist at uh, Springfield, uh, this church. Yes. Um, in a later episode has a martini atop her organ fo- like photos of uh, pictures of bodybuilders tacked up next to her and one yeah. of the pictures looks like McBain. Yeah, a little bit. I couldn't really tell. No, it it's McBain. <laughs> so remind me, so before we there's a couple things I want to tie up at the stadium at the beginning before we leave. Okay. So aren't the isotopes jerseys in future episodes red? Not they blue? Are. 
They okay. Are. I I will. I was like, why? Would, I was thinking the blue team was the Shelbyville Shelbyvillians, like almost the whole time. Oh, I didn't realize because I was thinking they were red. Like I <laughs> just remembered the Springfield Isotopes were were red. Yeah. Um. And then one last thing about the stadium is they have you know how there's signs in the outfield on the wall. Yeah. There's a couple signs out out there. One of them is uh, Royal Majesty. Clothing for the obese and gangly gentlemen. Uh, Springfield Savings. Safe from 1980 to 1986, comma, 1988. <laughs> so they went out of business for a couple years, came back, and then sold off the rest of their inventory. I think they got robbed because it was safe. They're saying they were safe. Oh. I guess they got robbed. And then there's Most Tavern. Hit this s
and uh, they were selling for two shirts for twenty four dollars. Was actually pretty good deal pretty for good. for the nineties, yeah. and at a stadium, no, no less. I oh mean, yeah, stadium prices are usually like double that. Um, but I looked this up because I really wanted to see when the Simpsons got their first uh, t shirt. So sure. t shirts uh, came out almost immediately after the premiere of the Simpsons because okay. why not? And they yep. were uh, with quotes of Bart, like "Eat my shorts," and "I'm Bart Simpson. <laughs> who the hell are you?" I need that T-shirt. I know. I was like, when I when I looked I need that, that T-shirt. Up, okay, I'll, we'll see if we can find it. So I looked uh, looked everything up online because I wanted to see about that. I didn't realize it was like right after it premiered. Like, oh, I, I mean, the, I obviously didn't know the, that either. the premiere was so good, and they're like, okay, let's just do merch. But the fact that the the original Simpsons t- shirts were Bart. Bart quotes and no Homer. Yeah. I mean, Homer stuff came out slightly after that, but they were immediately banned from schools the <laughs> April of 1990. So if you remember way back when we started episode one, the first original air date was uh, December 17th, 1989. Yep. And by April of 1990, 1990, t-shirts were banned in schools. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, a lot of t-shirts get banned because individuality is not cool uh as you noted here uh as the episode goes on and they marquee homer's name it gets bigger and bigger until it's bigger than the actual game getting played because obviously homer's way more important than baseball i mean clearly it's homer simpson he's dancing homer well look who goes to the baseball stadium to see the baseball players they go to see the mascots i mean if you're the phillies yeah that's about it I mean, or 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 the Mariners because the Mariners is hilarious. I mean, it's funny to think about, but if I were to go to a Philadelphia Phillies game, I would literally go to see the Philadelphia Fanatic because one, I've never it's, seen him before, and two, oh oh, that's a treat. It would just be awesome to see. So I wouldn't necessarily say that the name on the marquee should get bigger over time, but I mean, it's yeah. minor. It's minor league baseball. They're like. You know what? Our team, well, I guess the team was technically bad and then became good, Dance with, and Homer. Became good with Dance at Homer. But so maybe that's the reason why it's like, okay, our team's only good because it's Dancing Homer. So we should make sure everyone knows that he's here. Yeah. So they, uh, the final game he does Dance at Homer for the Isotopes lose. The Topes lose. Topes lose. It's great. Like, and, I like the fact that, like, when it started, he like says Topes win like five times. The same thing with when they lose, because usually announcers are like so ecstatic. And I think they just did that to make it extra to like kind of, you know, make fun of announcers. Not really a uh, rhythm yeah. on announcers because they like, you know, they like doing that. I've heard plenty of announcers who are like, oh, yeah, our team won, our team won. And like they repeat it. Yep. And today it's actually kind of funny that we're kind of talking about this because on my morning show that I listened to on the radio, they were actually talking about announcers from like the late sixties, early seventies uh, for football. And okay. they were, they were seriously the most boring announcers <laughs> ever. They yeah. no, Well, it was, it was that, but it wasn't really that it was the guy got the ball and he ran it 96 yards for a touchdown. And that's it. No commentating, yeah. no nothing. It was, they were literally play by play announcers on the radio. There, there wasn't. And now, and now it's play by play and color commentary and analysis yeah. and, and this so, and that. And so it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because it just reminded me that, oh my God, announcers do get kind of crazy. But 
I mean, think of this early nineties when we were going to Brewers games, man, we had Bob Uecker. We had, oh, we had, Bob oh Bob, between Bob Uecker and Harry Carey. I think we grew yeah. up at the right time in the right place of the country to hear some of the best announcers for baseball. Yeah, absolutely. The so boss, Homer gets Homer. So after they lose Homer gets called in the principal's office. He's like, you can't fire me. <laughs> I quit. Uh, actually, we're going to send you to Capital City. Which I, okay. So is Capital City the capital of the state that so-called Springfield is in? Or Maybe. is it, or is it a different, because. Well, it's 220 miles away, as you noted later down. Yep. And so I'm thinking, okay, so is it a, in a different state? Because, I mean. It doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean. If states are Green big Bay enough, yeah. is like 180 miles. Yep. And I mean, even if you're talking like Hudson to Milwaukee, you're talking almost 300 miles. So it's not like yeah. distance could be bad, especially if you're talking like a state like California. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, but it could be more. It could have been they just drove past us. See, the, what I'm wondering is when they were exiting this the city, was that sign as they were exiting the city or is that kind of a middle point but either way at some point of their drive they're 220 miles away from from yeah. capital so it's far enough away that they have to they have to move which i don't i i love how they're talking about moving when i heard they were kind of calling him up i'm like is this more of a temporary assignment because it's I, I don't think they were necessarily getting rid of the no, because he says because he's like oh i gotta take a leave of absence from the plant and all the and his supervisor's like oh how much time do you need four you months need. five <laughs> months like they want him gone because he's a terrible supervisor i don't know yep. why they don't fight him. Uh, i don't i never understood that but yep so on uh homer's last game uh the homer's farewell speech on dance and homer appreciation night um yep. in which he holds his cap parodies lou gehrig in pride of the yankees Yep. Um, today, as I leave for Capital City, I consider myself to be the luckiest mascot on the face of the earth. Yeah, I, that's that's a great homage right now, there because any baseball fan knows the Lou Gehrig speech after he got Lou Gehrig's disease. Because yeah, you know, yep. And who so gets a, it's, who gets a who gets a disease named after him besides Lou Gehrig? I know, right? But it, it is kind of cool that that's one of the movie moments that we've talked about so far that I think kind of resonates with a lot of people like it's not just okay this happened in the twilight zone this happened here this one actually kind of i mean obviously baseball fans i i I guess i can't say how many people watched the episode knew the reference oh yeah but but i mean it's kind of funny to think about like when when i always mention like our uh our fans that listen to our show and we do have some fans and like 20 percent is in the you know 50 to 70 range and that's kind of oh, yeah. you know that's kind of almost this not really this but there, it's more yeah. they are they were kids during this i and, feel like when i first saw this episode because i didn't really start watching the simpsons till i was like five or six so if you at your because i mean when it first originally came yeah. out i was like barely three years old but i feel like when i first saw this episode i still understood this just because we live in a baseball family yeah so I'm sure I've seen it somewhere prior to this episode. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Lou Gehrig guy. After he gets uh, called up, they're, you know, deciding, oh, do we want to go to Capital City? Do we not want to go to Capital City? And Lisa's like, yeah. I thought I was going to die in Springfield. I'm like, really? 
You're like the brightest <laughs> kid in the world. You think you can go to any college, but yet you think you're going to wind up in spring. I don't know. It just seems weird. Maybe to she that. thought, I mean, some people go back to their roots later in life. I mean, maybe, but that not I do like the fact, I do like the fact that after uh, Homer gives the Lou Gehrig speech, he's walking back and he falls into the dugout. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That was pretty funny. So yeah, they uh, take the drive out to capital city. I do like how it looks like New York. I, I don't know if that's necessarily what they were going for, but big city. I'm pretty sure that was probably intentional. Um, and then when they get to Capital City, we hear none other than Tony Bennett singing who the is, Capital City. Who is the first guest star on The Simpsons to appear as themselves. Nice. I like it. So, Which, I mean, it's not really that far-fetched because this is only like the 18th episode and I don't believe they had any guest voices that were super huge in the first season. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think, not that played themselves anyways, but I mean, we're getting probably season four, season five, when we get, you know, the next, I think it's probably the next big baseball episode where you get Daryl Strawberry and all those guys. Mark McGuire. Yeah. Yep. When we get all those guys on the, on the ball. I got the lyrics to the Capital City song. Um, so there's a swing in town I know called Capital City. Little city. Uh, people stop and scream hello in Capital City. <laughs> it's the kind of place that makes a bum feel like a king. And it makes a king feel like some nutty cuckoo super king. <laughs> so I would guess definitely very close to New York. Oh, for sure. Um, it's against sure. It's against the law to frown in Capital City. So maybe not necessarily like New York because, you know, New Yorkers oh, are New all York. assholes. Um, wow. okay, not all of them. Not all wow. of them. Sorry, I don't mean to mean to say that. But that's kind of the – back in the 90s, that was kind of the, uh, you know, stereotype. the stereotype of New York. Yeah. Um, you'll giggle like a stupid clown when you, uh, when you chance to see 4th Street and D, which I'm guessing is – probably a uh reference to an actual street corner in new york that's probably very well because marge goes look fourth street and d and then you hear tony bennett singing the line yep and then once you get a whiff of it you'll never want to roam from capital city my home sweet swinging home yeah i mean i I don't know if this song makes me want to live in capital city not necessarily but tony bennett approves so tony Tony bennett approves approves. Eh, maybe so um, they, uh, I did see here you asked about Duff Brewery being in Capital City, and I, I feel like a, I think at some point it was in Springfield. I know in one of the so episodes, well, maybe it started in Capital City, and Duff's like, now nah, we're gonna move to a smaller city. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of because the only, the first Duff Brewery episode I can remember is the one where Homer gets a DUI from driving out of Duff Brewery. Yeah. That's the first episode I remember with Duff Brewery. So we'll put a pin in that and we'll keep an eye on location and where they are when they go. So it's the night before Homer's big uh, debut at the Capital City. And uh, I like how he's practicing how to spell capital. Because, you know, he spells spells Springfield when he's dancing Homer. And he doesn't necessarily know how to spell capital, but I believe he spells it right. And he he's like, oh, yeah, I think this is the first time ever Marge fell asleep before me. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true, because Homer always is out before Marge. 
Yeah. Um, so we learned that Homer goes on in the uh, fifth inning yep. um, from the Capital City Goofball. And yep. he, you know, gives him a little pep talk in the locker room, yep. you know, saying you'll be great. Uh, so the Capital City Goofball is, uh, wow, why can't I think of the word? Uh, he is like the Philadelphia Fanatic and the San Diego Chicken. He is, uh, wow, my brain is not working today. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you can figure out the word I'm thinking of. I don't know, but I think like the Philadelphia fanatic is good enough. Okay. Before, uh, before Homer goes to the locker room, uh, he says that uh, Bart was really quiet because uh, he has some respect for Homer. And as Homer put it, it didn't last. Yeah. Which we know Bart doesn't respect Homer. Yeah. I do like in the capital city dome, one entrance sign reads players and mascots. Oh, like they all go to the like they all go to the same locker room, <laughs> which I feel like in a real stadium that's not the case. No, but uh, so Marge gets to sit with the uh, well. Homer says he got got them really good tickets to sit with the players' wives, but it turns, turns out, out it was the ex wives. Yeah. yeah, and it was way up in the back of the stadium. Well, because they're ex wives. Yeah, that's where they sit. Uh, they uh, the announcer goes. Oh, it's a uh, great weather under the dome here in Capital City. I know that was so funny. That, that so reminds me. Though, I believe, cause... I believe in Major League, Bob Euchre makes a quip about there being wind, and they're like, "We're playing in a dome." Yeah, well, I can't remember which Major League movie it was, but uh, and also the Capital City Stadium is designed after the Astrodome. I was wondering what it looks. I was thinking Metrodome kind of the whole time because I, you know, live yeah. in Minnesota, but I knew it didn't necessarily look like the Metrodome. Astrodome. Astrodome. I don't know why they chose the Astrodome, but that's what they chose. Maybe Springfield is secretly in Texas or near Texas. Okay, we don't know. We don't know. Um, so Homer uh, gets on in the fifth inning and he's doing his dance, and you kind of feel bad for him because yeah. Harry was just yawning, and you can. Each individual smart-ass remark is heard <laughs> while Homer's dancing. So, well, this guy doesn't make me want to cheer. And then another guy's like, gee, I really pity him, making a fool yeah. of himself in front of so many people. <laughs> another one, these cornball antics may play on the sticks, but this is Capital City. Which is so funny because the Philly, or the, sorry. Capital was, City goofball. Capital City goofball literally just goofs off. I do like the fact that when, uh, Homer is telling about how he was waiting for his time to go on. One of the scenes you see the, the capital city goofball on a motorcycle drive by. Yeah. So it's like, is it really that far fetched that, Oh, you cheer the capital city goofball. Cause he does crazy things, but not a guy who dances. Well, maybe it's a, hey, maybe it's the costume. It maybe, could be the costume. May, Cause name one mascot, you know, of that doesn't wear a big puffy, suit uh exactly we don't have that much time but (laughs) but i can't personally think of anyone who doesn't wear a big puffy suit of some kind so maybe it's the costume maybe they don't relate to a guy just dancing in a cave um but but yeah so he does kind of poorly so the owner's like okay well that's it you had you had your shot and lisa i love how lisa doesn't now not want to go back to springfield and i'm like they were there like what a day, a day two? A week two i don't i i can't quite see how lisa's brain is uh is working on that one i don't know 
So then they kind of flat, you know, not really flashback, but head back to the bar and yep. the bar flies are like, whoa, that was a great story. And Moe's pouring a beer is like, oh, can you tell us, tell, tell it me. again? And he's like, they're hanging on my every word. I'm the center of attention. Yeah. Which Homer <laughs> finally gets. Well, yeah. I feel like anywhere Homer is, he's the center of attention. Well, the story he told, he was the center of attention. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where it all ends. The barflies are like, you know what? Let's let's do it again. Let's uh, yeah. have another round and let's get going. And the show does close with the credits with uh, Tony Bennett singing the Capital City song. Oh, you know, I guess I stopped after the, you know, I might have to start listening to the credits. Yeah, probably you should. To do that? Well, it doesn't, at least on Disney Plus, I think it just goes right to the next episode or it has the countdown. I think you can skip that, though. You can. Like every I just, other streaming platform. You can. I just usually never do. <laughs> uh, so, final thoughts? Um, great episode. I love all the baseball episodes or anytime baseball gets involved in The Simpsons. I mean, from top to bottom, the jokes are really funny. Uh, Homer's really funny. I love kind of the introduction to a new new cities like we learn about shelbyville yeah. we learn there's a town called burlington apparently around there yeah um first introduction of capital city which is really cool uh yeah. we get obviously a lot more of burns and smithers so i'm gonna go with a five everything's coming up millhouse the only i mean if i do have a downside to the episode it felt like it went quick like it felt like a quick episode so it was actually a quick episode uh, in my research. I believe it was this episode where they didn't actually have enough. I can't okay. remember if it was this episode or episode eight because I did a lot of research through all the episodes. And they actually came out with shorts that they wanted to do, but Graining was like, nah, this is way too weird. We can't show this. So I believe this episode might have been a tad bit shorter than a normal Simpsons episode, and they probably threw a scene in there that they weren't going to do, but they made it work. I believe it was this episode. Oh, okay. So I uh, I really like this episode, too. I like most of the sports episodes. I think they're fantastic. Uh, the jokes hit everywhere. The sight gags are really good. Uh, it's, it's an overall solid episode. I'm going to go with a five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse, I think... I think this is where the Simpsons kind of start hitting their stride. I know. And I keep like, I keep looking at all the upcoming episodes. I'm like, for, you know, for the next five seasons, it's going to be everything's coming up. Millhouse. Most of them. Most I'm of sure it. there's going to be a dud in there somewhere. Cause yeah. you can't have a five on every show. No, but I feel like between now and like episode or season 10, it's a lot of great episodes. Oh yeah. This is, I think, I think this might be the episode where they start hitting their stride. Gotcha. All right. So let's finish it off with a character profile for everyone. And I picked out one of the funnier guys in the episode, the capital city goofball. <laughs> honk, honk. Just honk, honk the honk. horn if you need anything. Exactly. So his profession is the mascot for the capital city baseball team. Yep. Uh, his nickname is the goof. I did not know that. Yep. Um, he's an idol of Homer Simpson. And I mean, maybe just this episode. I don't know if we've ever heard Homer talk about the Capitol Seal goofball, but I know the, yeah. the goofball does make 
appearances in subsequent episodes he does he's more of a minor character oh absolutely yeah i will say though uh going to the next thing uh the uniform number which is zero uh i recently played nhl 2020 and in that game i think in the last few years you could play as a mascot in the game and the montreal Canadiens mascot does not have a number it's an exclamation point. Well, that's that's original. I like that. I figured that would have been a gritty thing. <laughs> you would think gritty is so gritty. Well, actually, it's really funny because the uh, name of the Montreal Canadiens mascot is Yuppie, and he's orange, and he looks like a French gritty. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> awesome. All right. So his weight is 197 pounds without the costume and 242 pounds with it. That is a heavy freaking, that's 45 pounds. I mean, I don't know what the average weight of a... uh, Can't be more than like 10. You think so? I mean, Uh, I don't... I I have a friend who was a mascot for three years in college up in Alaska. You should ask him. He did say he sweat a lot, but I can't imagine that a mascot uniform would weigh more... I think the max weight would be 20 pounds. You think so? Max. I don't know. I feel like they look kind of heavy, right? No, I mean, here you we go. Get, you, do, you do get really hot in them because, you know, it's usually hot where you are. But I can't imagine a... I'll, ha- I'll ask him. No, no, no. Here I can't we go. I imagine a mascot suit is more than 20 pounds. Nope, I got it here. To be a good mascot, you must be in fairly good shape as the job's yep. pretty physical with lots of moving around, jumping, Correct. hopping, dancing, and prancing yep. in a mascot costume that can weigh as much as 50 pounds. Wow. I I would not have expected that. Yep. I mean, I guess if you look at the Philly Fanatic, that, that costume is huge. Yep. And remember, it can get up to 140 degrees in the costume, if hotter. Oof. So, yeah, I yeah, my buddy told me uh he got pretty hot when he when he did the mascot thing. Yep. So beware future mascotters. Costumes are no it's joke. It's hot and it's heavy. All right. So his costume while we're talking about it includes yep. a long wazoo horn. Okay. Um odd wire antennae coming out of his bushy hair on top of his head, loony eyes, <laughs> and a torso that resembles a baseball. Well, again, he's uh, resembled after uh, the Philly Fanatic and the San Diego Chicken. Yep. All right. His desires. Oh. Wishes he oh. had a zipper on the front of his costume come the fifth <laughs> inning, which I'm I mean, assuming most mascots do. I don't know. Uh, I could ask. I could ask my. Uh, actually, I should say I have two friends who did the mascot thing. I could ask him if. If going to the bathroom and those things was a pain in the butt, I think they have said in the past that it is. I mean, they definitely don't feel like you would uh, be able to go to the bathroom. Maybe they, uh, you should ask him if you put, just put a bottle or a, um, <laughs> a catheter, a catheter. That's the word I was looking for inside the suit. That'd be so, gross. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. So one final thing I'll uh, I'll mention before we close out is uh, the goofball was actually a guest. Um, he, it was a guest voice. Um, Tom Poston was the name of the guy and he had regular roles on, uh, family matters, uh, Murphy Brown. Um, what else did he do? 
Uh, a lot of his uh, other movies, he was on Mork and Mindy, Bob Newhart Show. Wow. Uh, Newhart. Um, so, yeah, um, he was uh, got around, not a name I recognize, but he was the voice for the Kansas City Goofball. Oh, um, I, I did. I did see that name in my search for interesting factoids about this episode. I did not look up the voice actor, though. Yep. All right. You clearly did. So uh, one thing that uh, we are going to bring up this episode, which I don't have the final totals for, is our uh, contest winners. Um, I'll have them for episode six. Um, I just haven't gone through. I'm going to go through all the entrants um, since we're not since we record ahead of time. As most of you know, um, we're still on the final week of the contest. Um, So I'm going to tally all those up and do all four names. Uh, during episode six sweet um so keep keep looking out for that and congratulations to all the winners that i have chosen by this hopefully by this point um (laughs) and uh so we'll close it out with where you can find us um you can listen to us everywhere um if we're not on everywhere please let us know where we're not and I think we're pretty much everywhere. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with pretty much everywhere. So we're like the Simpsons. We're everywhere. We are. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Simpsons did it page, uh, Twitter, uh, the Simpsons did it pod, uh, PC on Instagram at the Simpsons did it pod. And you can email us with fun facts, suggestions, uh, feedback. Um, let us know if maybe you want to have a little word in on the podcast. Uh, we can uh-huh. uh, record a little tidbit from you and we'll throw it into an episode. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, give our fans something to say. And until next week, um, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.